how many of you expect for a miracle expectation is the breeding ground for miracles every morning if you expect something good from the lord hallelujah praise god he will do something beautiful for you uh, the bible says in mark chapter 10 10 and the 51st verse i think it says how to a blind man god the lord asked him what should i do for you and he said i want to see hallelujah god wants you to be specific every time hallelujah when you're specific god will answer you specifically hallelujah he said all that i want to do i want to see how many of you will see i want to see the future not only the physical eyes to be open but i want my spiritual eyes to be open hallelujah if your spiritual perspective eyes are open there are breakthroughs on the way amen hagar cried out and the bible says god opened her eyes to see the well there is a well of blessing i wanted to share especially the blessing upon the area of finances there are so many people who are going through financial battles and many people don't know that only if you speak and teach on the word of finances the breakthrough will come so if you are one of those people who are listening on the teaching of finances i want you to know this is not about making money this is not about me asking for money please don't give church or me any money it has nothing to do with it but it has to do with how to break the spirit of lack over your life so i am going to start reading the scripture we want to be very specific uh, this week today i wanted to speak about the wisdom for finances because if you don't have wisdom you will have financial destruction amen the bible says uh, the uh, city of the rich is like a fortress the city of the rich is like a fortress so when god makes you rich the enemy cannot penetrate into your life uh, uh, so we want a city we want we want a financial city we want to be we want a city to 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 be rich the bible says uh, i mean city of the rich is mighty the bible says the city of the rich bible says jesus became poor that we shall be rich one of the reasons jesus died on the cross that we wants to make us to be rich uh, not only spiritually rich that uh, bible speaks on 2 corinthians chapter 8 on financial riches god wants us to be financially rich the bible says joseph the arimathea was a disciple and he was rich so just because you are a disciple of jesus doesn't mean that you can't be rich uh, 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 it's just that riches should not rule your heart money should not become your god money should not that's called the love of money bible says you cannot serve two masters either god or money so that's called the spirit of mammon or when you have not morning to evening and morning to night there is nothing else that you think other than money and making money then money will become god and it is the root of all evil the love of money not money money by itself uh it it, it doesn't matter it, it is not about uh money or no money it is about whose hands god has placed me with if it is in the hands of a giver if it is in the hands of a wise man uh, if it is in the hands who worship jesus and keep the lord first money will not rule yes money money will become a blessing into your life so some of the points uh, this morning uh, from luke chapter 16 verses 1 to 3 jesus told his disciples there was a rich man 
whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be a manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what should I do now? My master is taking my job. I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to dig. Hallelujah. With the lack of time, I'm reading 10 to 12. He was faithful in what is least would be faithful in much. And he was unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, how will I commit to you or trust you with true riches? If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is on your own? Hallelujah. The prosperity in the Bible is with a purpose. Amen. God wants the church to prosper. God wants you to supply. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. The place that you are ignorant is the place you can be destroyed. Hosea chapter 4 and the 6 verses. My people are called by my name are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So it's important to know what the Lord speaks about this area in your life. When you understand Luke chapter 15, we have read Luke, Luke chapter 16, but Luke chapter 15 is where God speaks about the prodigal son, about the father's heart, about the shepherd going after the one lost sheep, father bringing forth the son and filling him again, the prodigal son. Uh, so Jesus uh, can save you, number one. He fills you. Because Luke 16 speaks about the demand of being faithful to the least. So before God demands something from your life, He always fills you. Amen. God will never demand anything from an empty vessel. That's why the God, uh, in the beginning, what did God do first? The Bible says, earth was dark and the formless and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering around the waters. And the Lord said, let there be light. And He filled the earth with every good thing. Then he said, there is a tree that I've kept for you. Don't eat of that tree. He demanded obedience. So God always uh, fills you. Only if you are filled, you can listen to the voice of God. Only if you are filled, you can go into the next level. So religious leaders in the past, you know, uh, always demanded without filling, you know. They never taught how to be filled with the love of God. They only said rules and regulations. And that's why people were always uh, skeptical about religion. And this is not religion. This is about relationship. This is about Jesus, a good God, who wants you to see prosperous in every area of your life, who wants you to see good. The Bible says the plans that I have for you is good. Plans of prosperity, not of disaster. Plans of hope and of future. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, uh, grace is about supply. Grace freely supply, the Bible says. Uh, uh, so that's why uh, nothing in your life changes without the grace of God. Grace is the favor of God. So we have to ask the favor, the grace to supply into our lives. Psalm 82 verse 1 says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Uh, in Luke 24, 19, the Bible says, Jesus was mighty in word and in deed. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. 
God stands. The Jesus, it says, he was mighty in word and deed. Uh, uh, in Luke 24, 19, and he said to them, what things? So they said to him, things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God of all the people. So the Lord will stand up and show for what? That you are a child of God in his church. He is mighty in the congregation. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. God will stand up to show that you are mighty child of God. You are mighty in your finances. Amen. Praise the Lord. He wants you to be mighty in your finances. God stands for you. Hallelujah. In the church to, store, to show you are mighty. Say, I'm going to be mighty. The Bible says when Stephen ministered, God stood up. Jesus stood up to show that Stephen was mighty. Oh, hallelujah. God wants us to be mighty. Psalm 78, 25 says, Men ate angels' food. He sent them food to the full. Men ate the bread of the mighty. Psalm 78, 25 says, Men ate the bread of the mighty. Men ate angels' food. Hallelujah. So men ate the bread. This is the bread of the mighty. The word of God is the bread of the mighty. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He will stand up for you. Amen. The Lord wants will be proud of us. We will be mighty in every area, even in our finances, in the name of the Lord. God wants us to be mighty. He does not want us to be weak. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So prosperity in all things, even in relationships, in husband-wife relationship, he wants to prosper. In your health, he wants to prosper. In your mental health, he wants to prosper. There is nothing God does not want you to prosper. He wants you to be prosperous in every area of your life. Amen. Church was already wealthy, but John prayed God would continue to prosper the church. People should see us blessed and overflowing because of God's hand over our lives, not because of our degree and intellect, our fame and our contacts, because of the blessing of the Lord. Maketh one's rich and yet no sorrow to it. The blessing is there. The blessing is that which makes you into what God wants you to become. That's why the blessing of the Lord maketh you. Hallelujah. And he adds no sorrow to it. Praise the Lord. So the blessings are there. That's what we see in with, with what we have. The car, the house, the whatever we need. God That's the blessings. But the blessing is what we want. The blessing is what maketh you into what God in the, there is a prosperity with a purpose. He maketh you into what God wants you to become. So, hallelujah. So, tonight, open your mouth and says, Lord, I want to be in your purpose to declare his victory, to declare his grace, what he has done. Amen. Uh, problems and giants will look at me, but the Bible says, we are mighty. We are mighty. We are mighty men and women of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In 1 Chronicles 11 and 11 speaks about David's mighty men. So we don't have time to read all that, but speaks about David's mighty men. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. Jeshohem, the son of Hemoite, chief of the captains. He had lifted up his spear against 300, killed by him at one time. So Old Testament, there was a man who killed 200 people. In the New Testament, Peter on the first day of Pentecost saved. So in the New Testament, when you say mighty, it's not killing people. It is saving people. When might comes, it will save people. 
when might one of the uh, number one quality of being mighty is the ability to win souls into the kingdom of god uh, consider people as souls the people who come to you every day consider them as souls because if you are really strong your life will be a testimony to god's grace and beauty and the goodness of the lord so uh, might comes to save people then uh, when you're down there is a man called elisa the bible says there was a small field that uh, elisa guarded because elisa knew there was an enemy who came to attack small field and elisa the man of god the mighty man of god knew if he would i love the enemy to take a small field tomorrow he will come and attack the city if he attacks the city he will attack the nation if he attack the nation he will enter the palace and kill the king so he knew he stood in the midst of the field and the bible says he guarded the field he guarded the smallest of things sometimes you you have to guard your child because if he can attack your child he can attack the parent if he can attack the parent he can attack everything else if he can attack uh, somebody in the ministry he can attack tomorrow the pastor if he can attack the pastor he can scatter the souls so there are small things if he can attack your 10 rupees today he can attack your 100 rupees tomorrow if you allow him to attack the 100 rupees he can he can enter into your bank account so it's so important that we and will not allow to make a conscious decision to say with, with whether it is to pray through fasting through intercession to to join with the people of god every week in the church see wise people gather together you know why because that is a one way of destroying the attack of the devil hallelujah it is one way of uh, 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 keeping the attack away uh, so so it's important uh that you will guard the smallest of things uh hold hold your smallest of grounds and then the bible says god gave them a great victory when you guard what is small god will give you great victories hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord then it goes on to say about another mighty man called benaniah killed two lions on a snowy day bible says he stood in the middle he stood as an intercessor he did not have the blanket he stood hallelujah morning prayers are like standing with you standing covering you covering your needs that's why releasing the word because when you stand with you hallelujah praise god it is very difficult to penetrate into your life so these were mighty men and the bible says because they ate the bread of the mighty keep feeding with the god god's word god is in best in the congregation of the mighty which means when you eat god's word god will show him in his best possible ways blessed be the name of the lord i hope you're getting this now coming back to luke 16 it is speaking about a steward steward means futuristic attitude luke 16 speaking about a steward one who learned to steward the money uh a rich man whose manager was accused and later uh this manager was uh, uh promoted this manager was because of his wise dealing of the money he 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 was appreciated he was applauded 
uh, when you read that scripture because he had a futuristic attitude uh, about the money. So you have to make some decisions looking to the future, looking at to the future. Uh, if you have a Bible, somebody please, uh, from uh, 4 once, Luke 16, 7 if you can read, was 4 onwards. Luke chapter 16 was 4 onwards. It's on your mind. Yeah. I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, how much do you owe me, my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? So he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in must. Therefore, so, yeah. So, uh, but, but you can read it later. But here he is applauding an unjust manager because he was futuristic. He had a futuristic eyes. He uh, made room for himself for the future uh, by shrewdly handling money. So, God wants us to be shrewd in handling money. Then he goes on to say about how you need to be faithful and least, how you to first uh, take care of the unrighteous mammon before he can trust you with God's riches. So God himself said, unless what he's trying to teach us from there, if you don't know how to take care of money, I don't know how to give you God's riches, uh, which I'll explain what it is. So God expects you to Handle money wisely. Praise the Lord. So, uh, there are many levels in the Bible. Number one is called the begging level. Psalm 37, 25 says, I've been young and I've been old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or descendants begging for bread. So, it's a begging for begging level. God does not want you to be in that level. We want to make money for God's glory, to be a blessing into the Lord, to be a blessing into the kingdom. That's always our purpose. Hallelujah. When that is your purpose, God will trust you with it. You know, you know, in, in the kingdom of God, just as you don't need to beg for forgiveness, you don't need to beg for healing, you don't need to beg for mercy, because Jesus already paid the price on the finished work of Jesus. It's free. In the same way, you just have to receive it, appreciate it, thank it, receive it. In the same way, God doesn't want you to beg for money. He wants you to really take that blessing. Receive that blessing. Understand that blessing. Learn about that blessing. And walk in that blessing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I anoint. I, I feel anointed tonight. Morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And and, and Luke 19 speaks about Bart, uh, Bartimaeus, a beggar, sitting at the gate. He received nothing from God. Bartimaeus was a beggar. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He had to cry out and say, Lord, I want to see. 
uh, the law. Nobody, Jesus did not uh, 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 fill him with anything. The response to his begging. God does not want you to beg. Uh, uh, so, uh, in Acts 3, again, you see beggars sitting at one place, not from place to place. He sat in one place, not able to go. He's stuck. In Luke 16, Lazarus is begging. Although he's a saved person, he's begging. You know what I'm saying? You can beg. You, 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 you can sit at the rich man's gate. You can be saved, yet you can die in your begging state. Begging is a mentality. You know, begging mentality will lead you into poverty. You are not called to be poor. It's a religious lie and tradition that poverty is a suffering. People who propagate that are living in palaces. So it's a religious lie. You know, so never, never be fall for it. Uh, when you look into the Bible, there was no lack in the Old Testament. The Bible says they were walking through Israelites and they lacked nothing. They had shoes, they had clothing. And the Bible says there was not a supermarket in the wilderness, but their clothes continued to grow. There's Bible says in Nehemiah 9, their shoes did not wear out. Their clothes did not become old. It, it kept growing. It became new. So how much more under the grace of God in the New Testament or in the Old Testament under law, Moses was not, his eyes were not dim. His natural strength did not diminish. How much more under the grace of God walking in, should walk in divine health. This man had eyesight in 120. This man had strong strength to lead a 60 lakh people. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Carrying on their responsibility at the age of 120 under law. How much under grace? Come on. That you should be taking care of the responsibility at least of your family. <laughs> your life. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, uh, so uh, the Bible says Lazarus was naked and unsatisfied. But uh, but but uh, God wants you to not only clothe you with righteousness, but the righteousness qualifies to have a blessing. So there's, God wants you to move out from that begging level into something called the digging level. There's something called the digging level. In Luke chapter 13, 16 to 8, the Bible says there was a certain man who had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking up the fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper in his vineyard, look for three years, I've come here seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to them, sir, let it be alone this year also until I dig ground it and fertilize it. The fig tree here is struggling for existence, competing in the vineyard. It's not bearing fruit. But the keeper of the vineyard said, do not destroy it, but dig, ground, dig around it. Uh, there is a way God wants you to be fruitful. You have to dig more, which means you have to pray more. If your prayers are not answered, you have to pray more. That's why pastor, my pastor and spiritual father, Pastor Rajesh said, once if your prayers are not answered, that means you have to pray more, fast more, read the word more, pray for revival more, open our mouth and declare promises more, attend the meetings more. Hallelujah. Agree with your uh, uh, prayer partner more. You have a praise partner and praise together. The devil can't defeat you if you dig in the presence by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. If you dig enough into your life in prayer, 
Hallelujah. It will bring forth the best. It will bring forth the giftings, the callings. In 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat had three enemies coming against him, but he dug into the presence of God. The Bible says in a valley, Jehoshaphat was in a valley amidst the armies. He did not have answers. He did not know what to do. He got scared. But the Bible says he started praising the Lord. He put out the natural weapons of sword and he started shouting and praising God. And the, you know what happens. The enemies came and defeated each other. Glory to God. So he digged himself into the presence of God. Dig deep as a family. Praise to the Lord. Pray together. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. That's where you will have victory. The devil will lose its clue about your life. Psalm 84, 6 and 7 says, as they go through the valley of Baca, Baca means tears. When you are in the valley of tears, they make it a spring. They also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. You have to learn to dig a well in your valley of tears, of problems. Well is opened up. The rain is opened up. The well is opened up. The water, they make it a spring. Hallelujah. When you pray in valley moments, in tears, there is a spring there. There is an anointing there. There is a blessing there in the valley of tears. God is telling somebody, your tears are going to be answered if you pray. Hallelujah. If you're going to appropriate this word into your life, if you're going to move in faith this morning, you will make it a spring. It's not that you're going to lose. You're going to quit. You're going to die. Hallelujah. In that suffering. He said, you will make it a spring. Come on. Hallelujah. Your prayer are going to be answered. You are going to be the winner in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. You will pass through it. The Bible says you're not going to stay it. You're going to go through it. The valley. Hallelujah. Into your greatest blessing and promise in the name of Jesus. Women, woman bleeding for 12 years. A woman with issue of blood. The Bible says she touched the hem of his garment. She dug inside the crowd where there was no space. She dug herself into the presence of God. She crawled herself. Hallelujah. She said, if I would touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Well of healing will be opened. Every issue, every plague will leave your body, leave your life, leave your children. If you would dug yourself into the presence of God. Glory to God. So there is a digging level. There is a digging level. And there is called a money level. And seven levels of income in that money level. Seven levels of income. Proverbs 4, 7 to 9 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring him honor. When you embrace her, wisdom, she will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver to you. Hallelujah. Money is for your need, not for your greed. Love of money is the root of all evil. I already have spoken what about that. God won't bless bad attitudes. He won't bless comparisons. He won't bless you because somebody else has something else. It, it is not in a rat race that we are in. It is not in a game of comparison and envy. God won't bless our envious eyes. When you are in a need and when you declare by faith, God will meet your need and even your abundance. But it should be based on faith and not on comparison. And, and the Bible says, you have to look for wisdom to find the treasures. Wisdom is what will promote you. It will give you honor. Hallelujah. It is a principal thing. If there is a principal in a, a college, uh, he's the uh, most important person in that college. In the same way, in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom college, wisdom is the most 
important thing. You have to appropriate wisdom into your finances. You have to ask for wisdom to the systems where you are involved in work. What what investment? What uh, even if I'm taking a loan, how it how should it works? Where the loan should not be a trap. One of the words for loan is death trap. It's a bite of the serpent. So when you take loan, it should not bite you down. So you should have the wisdom to handle your loans if you're taking one. The Bible says Daniel had wisdom. Joseph had wisdom. He looked into the future and he, 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 he had a treasure house uh, keeping food for the famine time. He had a storehouse. These were futuristic people. Get wisdom that comes from Jesus. Jesus grew in wisdom, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Uh, it's in, in the money level, uh, it starts with tithing, giving the best and 10%. And if you're 100 rupees, giving 10 to the house of the Lord. Malachi chapter 3, he said, otherwise you are robbing God and God will curse you. And you curse your finances. So if you are not a tither, don't expect God to bless you financially. You might still go to heaven, but don't expect God to financially bring it to the storehouse where you might have food. Uh, it is so important that you bring your tithes into the storehouse. People, two things people don't like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in churches or elsewhere, it, especially in churches, it's about money because they they they, 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 they think something wrong. They're stingy. Bible says God only loves a cheerful giver. Not only a giver out of compulsion, but a cheerful, knowing that what letting what is that lets go of my hands is not going. It's going to come back. Luke six thirty eight says, "Give and it shall be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together." Men will give it to your bosom. So when you give, God will release destiny helpers to come and fill you more than what you give. What, what goes out of your hand is 10%. But God will bless the 90% to increase, multiply. I've learned family businesses that are doing well, not in terms of money, but in terms of family unity, relationships. How does it work? Because I've seen they are tithers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, when you read about people like Coca-Cola, they are tithers. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, one of these days, you know, I, I, I'll give you examples. But you want God wants you to be tithers for God to start with a financial wisdom starts in tithe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So ask the Lord the wisdom. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 45, 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places that you may know that you may know that I am the Lord who will call by name. I am the God of Israel. He will give you treasures in darkness. In dark times, he'll financially bless you. And everybody in the world in darkness, God will give you treasures. Hallelujah. Oh, I can testify to that many times because I've tithed in famine times. I've tithed in corona times. I gave more in corona times and I can testify to the fact that God has blessed me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then there is a vision level in the money itself. In the money level, number two is the vision level. Seven levels of income. The second level is the vision level. Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is the one who keeps the law. Plan your life and ministry with a long-term vision, long-term relationship. Write your vision down about the finances. He, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. The one who has a vision, the Bible says, there's an acceleration. 
write down how you want to save money how write down how you want to invest money write down the vision about money if god would give you and bless you what will i do with it all biblically what are the things to learn from it you know go through go go to the petra church or cornerstone joshua generation pastor had taught us about money and i taught us also on that same level on the money go to the right finances and see how to take care of my finances there were about 12 talks on finances go through it write notes to it and by the time that you study it meditate on it you'll see financial bondage is broken out of your life in the name of jesus i pray for financial bondages to leave this morning lift your hands and say lord free me from financial bondage right now in the name of jesus god is opening up avenues in the name of jesus or to take you into your big life in jesus name say i will have a big life large life in the name of jesus hallelujah glory to god shadows bible says psalm 23 feet fourth verse says yea i walk through the valley of the shadow of that i will fear no evil for thou art with me your rod your staff they comfort me shadow will come but god will light you know sometimes we go through shadows but god will give you light and clear vision you won't be walking through the valley all the days of your life he wants to run with his promises he wants to go through the valley he does not want it to be in the just in the shadow hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah god wants you to give you clear light hallelujah then there is the economic third level is economic the profitable level the devil controls your ignorance ignorance means to neglect to turn away from every place that you don't take a stand whether it's for faith or finance if you don't take a public stand for jesus that's where devil tries to control it is so important that you take a public stand for jesus that you should tell people that you belong to jesus that you live for jesus that whether you live or die your life is for jesus so if you, if if the devil if you don't take a stand for us devil will bring fear unbelief doubt all kind of battles into your life in the same way if you don't take authority over the finances if you don't Oh, learn how to become profitability economic level it's teaching yourself has the holy spirit how to make profit through my business to my work enemy will control that hallelujah then there's the relationship level relationship level don't try to make what destroy relationships that is don't even use money to destroy relationship be accountable relationship is more important than money only relationships can bring you out of the problem so value them above the money appreciate the church appreciate the servants of god anybody who speaks about people the bible says in isaiah i think 28th verse 22 verses the bible says your band will become strong if evil words come out of your mouth your bondages become stronger if you attack each other so guard your mouth don't make your band stronger hallelujah by attacking especially men of god who was blesses you and pray for you then there is a good name proverbs 22 one says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches loving favor rather than silver and gold so good name is more important to be protected in your family in your business don't do things that will spoil your name value the weightage god has given to your name so don't listen to people and bad mouth pastors and churches and spouses no don't do that don't spoil your name don't spoil your country saying oh this india 
silly place. <laughs> be proud of being a Kerala. Be proud of being a Tamilian. Be, be proud of being a Kannadika. Be proud of being whatever city that you're coming from. Be proud of an Indian. Don't curse the politicians and expect God to bless you. 1 Timothy 1, the Bible says, pray for your politicians. Pray for your leaders. May God forgive you for, you know, uh, ruthless words that come. You're supposed to pray for them, not to destroy the reputation. Hallelujah. Bible spoke about tend and protect the garden in the Genesis chapter 1. The beginning God says to protect. We call to protect each other. So there is relationship level. Then there is an income level. Property is bigger than money. The earth is the Lord's and belongs to Jesus. Income level is getting, using your money not to not to show off, but to make your own house. Uh, you know, income level is getting, you know, homes. The Bible says I'll give you homes that you have not built. Uh, 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 so so income level is to have uh, uh, like a home, a property, a buy a land. That's an income level. And God says, I will give you supernaturally houses and wells that you have not built and done. And number seven in the income level, you know, is a currency. God wants him to have the money by his, you know, money in physical ways. Currency. Currency comes from the word circulation. There is always a flow in circulation. Only if your money always, you put it somewhere without investing, without doing anything, without giving to God, without sharing it to anyone, it is not going to increase. It has to flow. So that's a money level. I finished with this because of lack of time. Go go back and learn on, you know, this is just a, just, just a few scriptures to stir up your faith. Go back into www.joshuageneration.org or Petra Church. I mean, Petra, the Petra Ministries .org, in the search column, write finances, and then you will income, you know, you will get all the talks. The Bible says, if you cannot be faithful to the unrighteous mammon, how will I entrust you with the true riches? What is the true riches? It is the anointing of God. True riches is the grace and the favor of God. True riches is the wealth in God's word. He said, it will not stay with you. It will not come with you. It will not flow into the generations if you are not careful with the mammon, with the money God gives it to you. Hallelujah. So, I pray, may God gives you the grace. God gives you the grace to be faithful into the little that God has given you. Hallelujah. So God can increase it and multiply it. Be faithful to the little and God will not put you to shame. Let's close our eyes in prayer.